Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Stand Out, the podcast that's all about growing in the organizing and productivity industry. My name is Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. God, I love a good niche. I'm often a part of conversations with colleagues who, after a few years in business, find themselves noticing that they keep getting hired for that specific thing. Maybe it's emergency preparedness or at-home office organizing or closets. And that's exciting. To be known for something specific can open a lot of doors for you and your business. And today, I'm excited to talk about organizing for food allergies. While I don't have an allergy myself, I have recently decided to go all in on a vegetarian diet. And I've found that, like with most things, the more organized I can be, the more successful I can be, and quite frankly, the more I can enjoy my new diet. So today we have Susan Bailey. She is a certified aller coach, former analytical chemist, lives a life with food allergies and celiac, is a food allergy and celiac parent, and like all of us, loves an organized life. She has found that using productivity tools and organizing systems give you the opportunity to utilize your time in food preparedness and time with family. Diets requiring food avoidance take up time and energy. They cause anxiety for kids and adults alike. Susan helps clients with meal planning, ingredient information, what to look for in stores, and how to organize your kitchen in order to limit cross-contact. She can also help with household management, travel, and schoolwork accommodation. Susan has been a member of NAPO for eight years and currently serves as the NAPO Chicago Director of Membership. As a professional organizer, she has an affinity to help helping people find their productivity flow and declutter their life. Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. We are so excited to have you. Would you share with our listeners, you know, I, I gave them a little bit of a background with you, but You've been a NAPO member for eight years. How long have you been organizing in general? I joined NAPO a little bit before I started my business. I knew I wanted to do it. I was an at-home mom for my, at the time, five-year-old and a three-year-old. My three-year-old at the time was the one with severe food allergies. And I knew I wanted to do something that I could do on my own time and when I could do it. So I've always liked organizing and doing household stuff. So this was just it. And I was very fortunate that Chicago has a thriving chapter and just started going to the chapter meetings and learning all about what NAPO was about and organizing. Now, did you know that you were going to get into this niche of organizing eight years ago? Or were you kind of a household generalist within the organizing world? Or how did that work? How did you find where you're at today? I really did want to to help people with food allergy families and adults with food allergies. At the time I had found out I also had food allergies and celiac. And it's really overwhelming. You don't know what to do. I mean, this was before like Facebook was big when I found out. And now there's all kinds of Facebook groups for support and other support groups. It really turns your world and your plans and your lifestyle upside down. So I chose my business name, Signet Organizing, to show 
a change and to be who you are, you know, the ugly duckling thought he was a duck and he wasn't a duck. He was a swan, you know, just, you can do it. It's doable. It doesn't seem doable at first and it's very, very hard. And there's a lot of anxiety even once you're doing it, but the change is there. I couldn't agree more. Now, I think a lot of people think, well, if, if I niche down and that limits who I help, have you found that to be true or the fact that you now are known for being able to help people with allergies and food preparedness, has it opened up more doors and more opportunity for your business? I think there is more opportunity for me in what I'm doing mostly because I like to do advocacy work. So I go to schools and talk. I do epinephrine auto injector trainings. But then, you know, I'm still an organizer at heart. So if, you know, a friend is like, you know, can you come help me with my garage or my closet? You know, there are days I'm like, oh, I don't have to be a food allergy person right now. But <laughs> that is my passion. Now, if someone doesn't have an allergy themselves, but they're just really interested or they've come across the opportunity to help a family who has a kid with a new allergy or they themselves are, you know, experiencing some allergies with foods, how can an organizer or productivity specialists become more educated in this niche? Like where are some places they can go to get education or training? Do you offer anything like that? I do. I definitely would work with any other organizers to give them information and the safety information they need. There's a lot of good information out there on the internet and there's a lot of so-so information. The best places to go for food allergies are Food Allergy and Anaphylaction Connection Team, or FACT, and Food Allergy Research and Education. They both have tons of information about food safety, safety at schools. You know, like I said, it's productivity. A lot of it comes down to preparedness and productivity. So if you're working with a food allergy family, you know, I can help with the safety, but a lot of it's the meal planning, going to multiple grocery stores, reading ingredients three times. My rule is three times you read the ingredients when you buy it, when you put it away, and before you use it on everything you use. Have you found there to be, other than the, I love that, the three systems of looking at the grocery store when you bring it home and before you put it in your mouth, are there any other systems you found that have helped families save on time so that they can, you know, I've noticed, like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, I've started a vegetarian lifestyle. And at first it took me so long to figure out how to eat something other than pasta all the time, <laughs> you know, but now that I've taken the time to do that. And I'm, of course, like you said, I'm, I'm diving in on the internet and finding other ways that people have conquered this. Are you finding that there are definitely systems out there that we as organizers and productivity specialists can teach our clients so that they don't feel so weighed down by, you know, finding time to prepare each week just to eat? I haven't found a foolproof system that works across the board, but there are great cookbooks by people who are either celiac, gluten-free. You know, a lot of people, when they're first trying to figure out what they're allergic to, need to do an elimination diet. Whole30, I tell people there's a lot of support out there if you're just thinking you may need to go off gluten or dairy or something. Whole30 is a good one. You know, if you just want to try it yourself, there's support. You need that support. And it is a learning curve. Just like you found out, you know, going vegetarian, there's a big, you know, it takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And that's, you could hire someone like me 
to do a meal plan for the first month for you and make it simple. The simpler it is, especially for food allergy families, the safer it is. I love that, that, you know, even the first month you will help a family by preparing their meals for them. Do you notice that families take you up on that? And how long do they stick with you helping them with that food planning service? I've had people do it for, you know, a month or a week. It really depends upon, number one, how much time they want to spend on the kitchen. Sometimes I just help them find, you know, ready-to-go meals that are in the grocery store that are safe. It depends upon what stage of life you're in. If you're someone who can spend a lot of time in the kitchen, have the time to prep and cook, you know, I can do a meal plan. If you want to eat out four nights a week, I can help you find safe restaurants. So you really tailor it, just like with organizing your productivity to the client, find out how they're already living their life and try to tailor this new lifestyle into the way that they're already kind of used to moving throughout the day and the week. Yeah, everyone is an individual and that's how it has really been able to flow from just an organizing to the food allergy management and celiac and any dietary avoidance is that it is, you know, do you have busy kids? Do you have to be out of the house? Do you have somebody who won't eat leftovers or won't eat casseroles? So, and what are you trying to avoid? In my household, we avoid about 12 things. So it's really hard. You know, so I get somebody who's just avoiding gluten. And I'm like, oh, tell me how that is because I can't have that. So I've heard this product's really good. So my clients often help me make recommendations for other clients. I love that. I also kind of, I was on your website and I noticed that you share recipes. Is that a great way for you to communicate with clients and potential clients via a weekly email or monthly email? Do you find a lot of people enjoying recipes that you recommend on your website? I don't do a monthly or weekly email yet. That is one of my business goals for the year. But I do, I share my recipes a lot on Facebook groups and I do a lot of desserts because I personally feel like I can go and get a gluten-free, dairy-free, nightshade-free meal somewhere, but it's really hard to get desserts. My daughter and I have only been able to get desserts at a very select few restaurants and products that we find that the two of us can eat together safely. So I do a lot of desserts because I want people to be able to celebrate when they want to celebrate and not feel like they're missing out. Absolutely. I love that. Okay. We're going to take a very quick break to hear a message from Napo. But when we're back, I want to ask her if she can work with clients remotely. We'll be right back. The National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals is proud to offer Napo University courses in various formats to accommodate different learning styles and further your education when and how you wish. For the entire course catalog, visit napo.net slash education. And to join NAPO, visit napo.net slash join. Okay, we are back. We are working with Susan, who helps people organize for food allergies. And I think it's such an exciting niche. And while she does organize in other areas of the home and also helps the productivity in life, this is something that she's known for. And I think that's just super exciting. And Susan, I was just wondering, can you help people who maybe don't live in your area. Is this something an organizer could take on if maybe they need to work from home more often? 
Yes, it could. I'd like to caveat that if you want to do this, you really have to be living it. You have to know the anxiety that goes along with it and the safety, but it's definitely something you can do remotely. And I do do remotely. There are many national brands, lots of grocery stores are the same. I can call a restaurant or a school from my home. I don't need to actually visit them. So it is something you can definitely do remotely. So that's exciting. I just know that a lot of organizers too, who some of them are not able to do the extraneous aspects of organizing that it ends up becoming after some time, moving things around, hauling yourself up to an attic, all those things. So I was just thinking this might be, if you know someone in your family who has an allergy, you have experience with allergies, this is something you can learn that this might be a good avenue for you if your physicality is more limited. Would you say that's true? Or, you know, I don't do this kind of organizing, so I'm not sure, but I just know that's a big conversation these days. Yeah, because like I said, it comes down to preparedness and productivity. So one of the things I do for my clients is I help them make an emergency plan. And that doesn't always necessarily mean that something has happened to the food allergic person. That could be the parent has food allergies. And if they had an anaphylactic reaction, what is the plan for their children? Or what is the plan for their pets? Or how are they going to eat in the hospital? That is one of the things I help with the most. A lot of hospitals are not equipped to feed people who are on a food avoidance diet. So I have lots of clients that I just have lists of things that are easily gotten at a grocery store that can be heated up in a microwave or, you know, eaten cold that friends and family could bring them while they're in the hospital. So that is something that most organizers who do certain emergency plans or plans for, you know, just household management could add to what they're doing currently. That is such a good idea. I'd never even thought of that. We've actually had a few episodes about emergency preparedness, and I don't know that we've ever once touched on, you know, what happens if you end up in a hospital and you have food avoidance concerns. So that is such a great thing, organizers listening out there, productivity specialists, to be thinking about, you know, food is what fuels us day in and day out. And we can't accomplish the things that we set out to accomplish if we're not eating well for our bodies. So I love that, Susan. Do you often find that you work with clients who hire you to be an organizer or a productivity specialist and you know have nothing to do with their food preparedness, but you end up discovering that they should touch on that because of your knowledge and your experience working with other families? Yes, you know, they say what your passion is comes to you all the time in strange ways. And I mm-hmm. have found that a lot of my friends have food issues. Two of my cats have food allergies. Many of my clients have either celiac or some sort of food avoidance diagnosis. So it is interesting that once people find out what my passion is and what I want to do, that it does sometimes come around to helping them with calling someplace and making sure they can safely travel or talking about our favorite restaurants that keep us safe in the area. Do you ever prepare food for your clients? Is that something you can do or is that something that you need to leave to? How does that work if a family says, well, can you help us prepare our food for the week? Currently, I don't do that. I hope to be able to do that soon. I need to have a food handling license here in Mm. Illinois to do that. So that's another thing on my list of business things to get done this year. I don't feel like I'm a very good cook. 
I'm a really great baker, but I don't like eggs have always been a challenge for me. And that's been my on Thanksgiving. I am thankful for eggs every year because that's something my family that has so many allergies can eat. So actually that's been my goal the last year is to be able to cook eggs and better and in different ways. And so I've accomplished that. But I can definitely, if you find someone, a personal chef or um, a neighbor who would come over and cook some things for you while your kids are napping, I definitely can help train them on how to keep you safe. That's exciting. Are there any certifications out there or formal training online that if someone's listening right now and they think this is something they want to explore that you would recommend or if they just reached out to you, you could kind of help and guide them into this new kind of world of organizing? Yeah, the certificate I got, if you're living with food allergies or some food avoidance medical diagnosis, I think it's five years is what they asked for the certification, the Allercoach certification I got which is now called a food allergy management certification. That is great. It's extensive. It's half coaching. It's not a coaching certificate, but it does teach you some about how to coach people. The gluten intolerance group and fact and fair, and I believe the celiac disease foundation all have certifications for restaurants, but there are free videos online you can watch to learn about cross contact. That's great. I feel, you know, we could arm more organizers and productivity professionals with that knowledge. We could help more people everywhere and just offer another level of service to the families and the clients that we help. What's the most challenging thing you face about being an organizer for a client with food allergies? Just like trying to help people declutter or downsize, you know, Food allergies, you walk out of the doctor's office and they say, don't eat this. And it's kind of like you forget what you eat and how you eat. The same with people downsizing. How do I choose what I keep? And so sometimes it's talking about what are your favorite memories of foods? And if you can't eat those foods, how do we honor that memory and keep it alive? Can we change it in some way? And then family dynamics, which is the same as organizing. You know, you have multiple people using the same space. How do we keep it safe for the person who can't have peanuts? Who, you know, if you want to still have flour in the house and you have someone who's celiac, is that something you really can do? Or could you have two spaces in your house to make it safe for them? So much to think about when it comes to this because it really comes down to someone's safety within the home. So I just... What you do is super important, Susan, and I'm intrigued by it. And I'm excited for this niche of organizing. And I think I know that you could educate a lot of people on this. You know, I've been an organizer for many years now, and and I haven't heard of this outside of, you know, having a personal chef come over, but really comes down to preparing yourself and your family each and every week and doing it with someone who has the knowledge to do so. So thank you for the work that you do. You're welcome. I enjoy it a lot. So if you were to leave our listeners with two sticky notes, so it could be something that you said already at the interview that you just find to be incredibly important and you want to reiterate, or if it's something that you haven't spoken about yet, but you definitely want to share with our audience, something that's actionable that could be within your niche or just within being an organizer or productivity pro that someone could write down a sticky note and hang on their bathroom mirror or their office wall? What are two things you would leave our listeners with today? 
My first thing would be, if you have not been trained for an epinephrine auto injector to at least watch a video of how to use an epinephrine auto injector. There are three different types. There's an EpiPen, an AubiQ, and a generic EpiPen. They're super easy to use. They're not going to hurt anybody, but they're going to save somebody's life if they're in an anaphylactic reaction. So you can just Google epinephrine auto injector and use, there are plenty of YouTube videos out there about it. And the rule is, Epi first, epi fast. You're not going to injure somebody using an epinephrine auto injector, but you could save their life. That's so important. I feel like even if you're not in the home to organize for their food allergies, if you know that someone in the family has this, or I've even seen it actually, I'll never forget one time I was at a restaurant in New York and I saw someone kind of suffering from this and a stranger helped them you know, get through it. And it's just, I don't know that I would have known what to do. So this episode, I feel is just a good reminder of just being a good citizen in general. So that's really wonderful note. What else would you leave us with? I would leave with two more things. Number one, make sure even if you're not a food allergy sufferer, food avoidance sufferer to have, think about an emergency plan. If you were hospitalized, if something happened for my food allergy clients, that's one of my number ones. It comes with their first package, an emergency plan. What would you do if something happened to yourself or your children? And my last thing that I tell all of my clients is to be kind to yourself. This is a strange new world for you. It doesn't feel right, but it will. Be kind, give yourself some time and some patience, and you will feel confident in your new lifestyle. That's I love that. Where can our listeners find out more about you and stay connected with you? You can always see my recipes on my website, which is www.signetorganizing.com. Signet, like the baby swan. I'm on Facebook under Signet Organizing. I'm on Instagram, Signet, underline, organizing, underline, LLC. And I am glad to connect with anybody anytime and talk about food allergy management. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise today, Susan. Listeners, how about you? What can you do today, this week, to make a change in your business for the better? Because we can all improve. If you've been looking for a niche and this is something you know a lot about and you're passionate about, did you know you could help families do the same thing? Are you inspired to rethink having a family be prepared should they have to go to the hospital and they have food avoidance situations to be thinking about. I mean, if we can learn from each other and all of our different passions and all the different things that we as organizers and productivity specialists bring to the table, we can make everyone better. Rising tides lift all boats. And I think this episode really just drives that home. What Susan does is very important. And it's, it's such a tough thing to tackle. But If you are interested at all in this niche, I encourage you to reach out to Susan. Her information will be in the show notes for this podcast episode. I'm Sarah Karakayan. That wraps up this episode of Standout. Thanks for being here with me and learning with me. If you like this podcast and you're able to walk away with something inspiring or valuable, please leave us a review, hit that subscribe button because we want to reach as many organizing and productivity professionals as possible. So in addition to subscribing and leaving us a review, please feel free to share this in every episode with your colleagues, your team, and whoever else might benefit. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. I'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Standout brought to you by NAPO. 
the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.